You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. We got a lot to process here. We got baseball coming up tonight. Braves Astros game six. Chiefs come back, beat the Giants 20 to 17. They're now four and four. The Rams are all in, trading for Von Miller. Derrick Henry out. Not necessarily out for the rest of the year. There's a chance maybe he'd be able to come back for the playoffs. Jameis Winston definitely out for the rest of this season. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. You can download that app and you can watch for free. Also, we say good morning to our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, our great radio affiliates around the country, nearly, uh, nearly 400 of those affiliates. We say good morning to them as well. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that coming up. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. And, of course, the Twitter handle is at DP Show. Make sure you pick up a bag of Penny's Bang Biscuits. We got jerky, all-natural turkey treats made from whole muscle USDA, inspected boneless turkey breast, smoked with real hickory wood. Great stuff. We would only sell you great stuff, and we're very proud of the Penny's Bang Biscuits, named for our house dog, Penny, and available at danpatrick.com. Com. This program brought to you by the Breeders' Cup from every corner of the globe. The best thoroughbreds from around the world. One goal in mind, the title of world champ. Visit breederscup.com slash 2021. More information, catch all the action coming up this weekend on NBC Sports. They say a win is a win in the NFL. It doesn't matter if it's pretty or not. Style points, that happens in college, not the NFL. But the Kansas City Chiefs are probably saying, hey, It was ugly, but it was a win, squeaking by the Giants last night. And it's been this way for Kansas City for a little while. Twelve penalties, turned the ball over twice last night. They had drops, mental mistakes. Patrick Mahomes a little bit better at checking down, taking what the defense was going to give him. But still, he missed guys, uh, looked uncomfortable at times. Defense did hold New York to 17 points, but this isn't a good Giants offensive team. The Chiefs now improved to 500. They're 4-4. Four and four. All you got to do is win your division, and you're going to have a home playoff game. They have time to fix this. I don't know if they have the players to fix this. And the schedule is tough. They got the Packers next week. They have the Raiders. They have the Cowboys. And the way they played against New York is just not good enough to beat the better teams in the NFL. Ryan Clark, former defensive back for the Steelers, works for the Mothership. He'll join us coming up. How would he defend Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes targeted Tyreek Hill 18 times last night. Hill had 12 catches. He averaged 7.8 yards per catch. A lot of crossing patterns. They're hoping if they had crossing patterns, maybe he could break one. Mahomes threw seven checkdowns to his running backs, completing all seven. Can Patrick Mahomes be a game manager? I mean, this is what it is. That, that's, the, that's the approach they have to have. Defenses are playing very deep. Everything's in front of them. Why these defenses didn't do this earlier is mind-boggling. I would never, never let Tyreek Hill have single coverage. He's never beating me deep. Now, sounds great in philosophy. Uh, you know, the same with Travis Kelsey. Everything's in front because it'd be like if I said to Trey Young or Steph Curry, you can't shoot threes. We're going to take the three away from you. Are you still going to shoot threes? Are you going to force threes? 
or are you going to take the two? That's what defenses are saying to Patrick Mahomes. Because Mahomes, I likened him to football's version of Steph Curry. Sometimes you don't know how he's doing it, but he's incredible. Now those defenses are saying, let's see if you can just take what we give you without getting panicky, desperate. And you're starting to see if Patrick Mahomes is able to do that. They're not blowing people out. They're not going to blow people out. And their defense played okay last night, but it was against the Giants. What happens when you face the Packers, the Raiders, the Cowboys? That's where you're going to find out just how good the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be this year. But if you said, okay, you're 500, you're, you're sort of surviving here, but you have a tough schedule. Denver's not good. We're not sure about the Raiders. They seem to be up and down. Chargers, they've been up and down as well. Kansas City has to look at the you know division and say, all right, it's not pretty, but in our division, it's still okay. And now the second half of the season, we're going to find out Andy Reid, and we're going to find out Patrick Mahomes. And maybe we're going to find out about Frank Clark, uh, you know, Chris Jones, uh, Honey Badger. Are they going to be able to step up and make some plays? The Rams certainly stepped up yesterday. They went all in. They got Von Miller, and they don't care about any of the draft picks. By the way, for the Rams in your Twitter feed, when you show the uh, clip from Rounders where you have Teddy KGB and he is splashing the pot, and, um, you know, they're all in. Teddy KGB is all in in that movie. Um, somebody should have watched the end of the movie. I don't want to spoil it, but Teddy KGB and his Oreos didn't do well against Matt Damon. Pay the man his money. But, yeah, they're all in. That's not the all in that I want. Yeah, Paul. It was funny that you mentioned that because a lot of people saw that post yesterday. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute, a little... <laughs> John Malkovich, and I was like, no, that one didn't turn out so well for Malkovich. No, no. That's why I said to Paulie, I said, um, somebody should tell the Rams that <laughs> Teddy KGB didn't do well when he went all in here. <laughs> they should do another video posting, like, if they don't make it, throw the Orioles against the wall. Oh, That'd be self-deprecating. Plus, it brings back haunting memories of that accent. John Malkovich is one of the great actors of the last 50 years. But that's not a good, that's a horrible accent. Pedro Manjez Manje. Like, oh, God. Other than that, I like the movie. All right. Uh, 877 3DP show. Pay, Pay that man his money. <laughs> I think he nailed it. What was he trying to nail? Is that a, is that a Russian accent? <laughs> I, I, Pay him. <laughs> Pay that man his money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paulie. Since we're going down this route, oh. and I don't want to make fun of this guy too badly because he's a friend of the show and a, I think a great guy. Uh, uh oh. Tony. Uh, Tony. Soprano. Siragusa. Tony Siragusa. Remember the movie 25th Hour? Yeah. He plays like the tough guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's Russian ish. Yeah. That, that accent was a little uh, over the top, a little cartoonish. But he wasn't in the, the movie that much using that accent like John Malkovich. I mean, yeah. nobody's ever going to go, Tony Saragusa. Now, there was an actor. <laughs> I mean, I think they came up together at the uh, Method Actors. Stella, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they went to Yale together, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, something That's like that. Yes, McLovin. One time, Saragusa patted me on the back, and I dislocated my yeah. shoulder for like a, that guy was way too strong. Yes, that's a good movie though. Twenty Fifth Hour, Ed Norton. Yeah, that uh, Spike Lee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yes, Eaton. Thumbs down on Twenty Fifth Hour. Thumbs down. Ooh, two thumbs down. If I had a third, it oh, would go down. Oh, 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 that movie stinks. Okay, 
Oh, that's a Bill Pullman reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Pullman-esque. Movie yeah. stinks. Yeah, McLovin. I'm with Seton. You had Philip Seymour Hoffman in there? I just found the ending very difficult. Like, I, I like where were we going with this story? It's just so depressing. Mm. Well, it's not a, a, a chick flick, but it's pretty good. It's intense. But Barry Pepper's in it. Yeah. Pay the man. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Yeah. Pay that man his money. Yeah, that's not good. It's it's just not a good accent. And I and I'm I'm an actor, and I I can tell you that I would not have taken that role because I couldn't master the accent. Sandler asked me if I could be a um, a Middle Eastern cab driver in one of his movies. And I said, no, I can't. And he goes, all right, Danny, I'm going to give it to Rob Schneider. So I gave it to Rob Schneider. I, good passing on that one, bud. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, McLovin. Is that Zohan? Yes. The, it, but I love the movie. Wait, so did you not have any role in that? I, I did not. I did not. I, I, passed on, I passed on a movie role. The first time I've ever passed on a movie role. And that had a, a manual shrieky in it. And I, wow. I, I didn't know that at the time, but I would have tried my accent just to uh, say hello to Emmanuel Shrieky. Spectacular. Yes, she is. Met her in person, finally, and uh, she lived up to the hype. Entourage, she was, she was uh, yeah, she was a beautiful, a beautiful person. Yes, Paul? I give up speaking altogether for Emmanuel Shrieky. <laughs> no accents. Not even my own. I would learn Russian oh, for Emmanuel Shrieky. Move to Russia. Yes, I would. I, I would. <laughs> All right, McLovin, what's the poll question today? Okay, this is a thought-provoking one. Who wins the AFC West? The 5-2 and two Raiders, the 4-4 four and four Chiefs, the 4-3 and three Chargers, mm. or the 4-4 four and four Broncos? Well, I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, so I have to stick with them. But you worried about that schedule? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, but the other teams got to face the same teams. True. Yeah. Um, I just don't know about the Raiders. The Raiders are the tricky one because I, if I, if I didn't pick the Chiefs, I might pick the Raiders just because they seem to be playing with some kind of weird confidence or chip on their shoulder or something. And they do have a lot of talent. And Derek Carr has played pretty well this year. I don't know about the Chargers. No, I just don't. They should be the best team in this division. You know, balanced on both sides of the ball. The, the Chiefs are going to have to fight the, you know, the artist formerly known as the Chiefs because they can't be that team. Not, not this year. And then the Broncos basically uh, raised the white flag. Congratulations, Fritz. Uh, Fritzy, a wonderful year for your Broncos. Yeah. It was great while it lasted. I'm happy for Von Miller. He gets to go to a Super Bowl caliber team, but uh, he'll be missed. And you've got your uh, Von Miller jersey I on. I do. You're not happy. Von Miller has to be happy. He should be thrilled. Those were fake tears yesterday. He, he pretended to be sad that he was leaving Denver. Because that was one of those where the media comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, Bronco for life. I'm really going to miss these people. Meanwhile, media goes, hey, Vaughn, thank you. He rolls up the window. Meanwhile, he gets probably at like 15 feet down the road, goes, yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. I'm driving to L.A. I'm going to play in a Super Bowl. By the way, the Rams, it's sort of like when Mike Ditka went all in on Ricky Williams. He gave up his entire draft. The Rams have given up their entire draft and, you know, they went out and got players. Look, I applaud them. This is what I want with my team. 
hey, are you all in? Like the Packers, I always thought they should have done more of this. Like, go all in. You have Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Whatever it takes. I'm surprised other teams didn't, you know, think, man, we could give up a couple of draft picks and we get Von Miller, who still can play quality football for you. And he's got Aaron Donald, who's going to be getting double teamed. He's got Jalen Ramsey. But I don't know if they have any more draft picks this year. Yeah, Paulie. 2022 draft, the uh, the Rams gave up the first-round pick for Matt Stafford, second-round pick for Von Miller. Mm-hmm. They have they traded a pick. They have a fourth. No, they have a fifth-rounder. They traded a fourth-rounder to the Texans in the Brandon Cooks deal. Mm. They traded a sixth-rounder to the Patriots for Sony Michelle. So they have, right now, they have a third, a fifth, and a, two sevenths. Woo. Yeah. That's where you get to show up day two of the draft. You don't have to show up day one. We're not going to have pictures of you in the war room. Be just, you know, the lights are off, or maybe you just have one light on, just like a mood light there, and then just have Sean McVay, you know, all by himself. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, Von Miller has left. I feel like old pass rushers hit a wall at some point. Mm. This is a great situation for him, but does he scare you now? I'm actually asking Todd this on instant message. Is he still good? I, I would have no idea. It's hard to watch the Broncos. I don't think he's a huge factor anymore. It's easy to say that now that he's gone and with, with the uh, Rams, but I've watched several games where you didn't hear his name called at all, even when he was, you know, pseudo healthy. So, you know, I guess it helps to, as far as going with Aaron Donald, and now they got to, teams have to juggle dealing with both of those guys, but he's definitely on his last legs. Yes, McLovin. But do you think a guy like that all of a sudden finds a second gear out of nowhere when he's on a contender? I don't know where you find that second gear. Not being on the Broncos is a helpful start, maybe, because they were going nowhere. Yeah. Well, the fact that he's not going to be double teamed, you're playing in meaningful games, maybe. And and the Broncos are picking up his entire salary. <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, how much for those two draft picks? Uh, I guess it'll be $9 million. That's Von Miller's salary. We'll do it. Yeah, Seaton. Von Miller's a fella who uh, doesn't mind a good time off the field. Yeah. wonder how... That's going to go in Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Uh, just a thought. Yeah, just a thought. And uh, here's the thought. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes when we come back. This is the Dan Patrick Show. You want to hear something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. It would be like Discover is Teddy KGB saying, pay that man his money. Pay him. Pay that man his money. It's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more. At discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Chiefs turned the ball over twice, fourth consecutive game with at least two turnovers. That's the team's longest streak of games with multiple turnovers since 2012. Also, Patrick Mahomes, 29 of 48, 275, a touchdown and a pick. Probably could have been picked off a couple of times. Passer rating, 74.6. Last week, it was 62.3. So he's posted 
ratings under 75 in consecutive games for the first time in his career. Also, when you look at explosive plays, McLevin, uh, how does the NFL define explosive plays for a quarterback? We're still figuring that out. For a wide receiver, I'm seeing it's 15-plus. I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh, Maybe Paul has it here. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Pro Football Focus PFF defines every play that goes more than 15 yards as an explosive play, run or pass. Patrick Mahomes' explosive plays through eight weeks. In 2018, it was almost 7%. 2019, 6.7%. 2020, 6.4%. So far this year, 3.4%. You know, these are chunk plays right now. That offense, the turnovers moving forward. We'll talk to Ryan Clark, former defensive back, works for the Mothership, about the defense that's been employed against Patrick Mahomes. And is everybody going to pretty much try to employ the same kind of concept here against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, whose career would you want? If I said you could have Von Miller, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald. They're all going to the Hall of Fame. J.J. Watt, three-time defensive player of the year. Only two other players have been three-time defensive player of the year. Von Miller, over 100 sacks, Super Bowl MVP. And then you have Aaron Donald with a career yet to be determined, but uh, certainly he might go down as one of the top 15 or 20 players of all time. That dominant and that well-respected. But J.J. Watt had that seven-year run, but no Super Bowl appearances. Von Miller with the Super Bowl MVP and Aaron Donald. You've got a Super Bowl-caliber team. You've already been to a a Super Bowl. Um, Man, it'd be tough to pass up Von Miller being a Super Bowl MVP. If you're going to be a Hall of Famer, now individually, J.J. with the three three, uh, defensive players of the year, but Aaron Donald's going to end up with three defensive players of the year awards, probably. Yeah, McLovin. How about fame? Does that play into it? Because J.J. Watt got some movies, was sort of the face of the NFL for a little bit, where Donald's a little quieter. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Bob Miller's pretty famous, but... Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, Paul. This is a tough one because Von Miller's got everything. He's got the Hall of Fame, the Super Bowl ring, and the Super Bowl MVP. But you could maybe roll the dice on Aaron Donald being in the Super Bowl this year. That's a somewhat not safe bet. Uh, or J.J. Watt, he's not playing this year. That makes it tougher. Donald should be in the Super Bowl this year. I saw this headline. It said, did a Halloween party in a dispute over money factor in Broncos' decision to trade Von Miller? And I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. But um, Miller, I guess, was charging for his Halloween party? Like a cup at the door? I don't know. I just know that... Uh, Five bucks and you get your solo cup. Yeah, and might you can drink off the keg. Might not have been... And usually his Halloween party cost at least $100,000. Oh. This year it featured Quavo from the uh, hip-hop act Migos. And I guess that's a big ticket item. Yeah, huge. Yeah. You'd have to pay me to go. Really? Yeah, that's not going to help. Okay. Um, Miller has earned over $90 million in his career. And they said that uh, threatened to disrupt the Broncos locker room chemistry over what in his mind was an unpaid debt. So I guess somebody showed up but didn't pay. 
Miller's request for financial help came as a surprise to his teammates. They had assumed that they were invited guests to the party, not co-hosts. And uh, Von Miller even wanted rookies to contribute several thousand dollars for an event that they had no role in planning. What's the website so I can give them credit? Uh, Pro Football Network. And Adam Beasley was a longtime uh, Miami Herald reporter who uh, broke the story. So I'm guessing somebody who used to play for the Miami Dolphins, who plays for the Broncos, probably told the reporter, hmm, that's usually how it works here. Can you go down the roster and tell me who used to play on the Dolphins there? <laughs> yes, Paulie? I would like to know the details behind this. Like, was everyone invited to the party and asked to offset the cost by chipping in a couple grand? Or did they ask for the money whether you're attending or not? Like it was a team party? Because you could just not go and then you don't have to worry about the bill. Mm. Or was it pressure on a rookie to go? But is that reason for, so he disrupted the locker room, therefore you're trading Von Miller? Hmm. Well, maybe we could check in with our insider, Todd Fritz. Todd? I don't know Von Miller that well, but I find it hard to believe that someone that's got that kind of cash would intentionally disrupt team chemistry and look to get traded or, or admit that he's trying to stir something up so that they can't have well, him in the locker not, room anymore. It's not like he said, let me disrupt chemistry. He may have done something that disrupted chemistry. That, that's I find that hard to believe. Yes, McLovin. Is this the same thing when your coworker asks for money because they're fundraising for their kids' sports teams? Like that you've, you know, like some people have a problem with that when a coworker comes in and says, I need uh, 50 bucks to buy this. Yeah, a little peer pressure. Yes, Todd. Or maybe you get the money up front before you start throwing all this money around to you know, rappers and champagne and everything else that's going on if there's concern about being able to cover it comfortably financially. And you didn't charge for the bar mitzvah. I did not. Yeah. And I that, thought about it. Then my wife said, no, no, they're guests and we're going to have an open bar. And you, you, don't, we, you don't do that at uh, these kind of affairs. You don't ask them for, um, for money. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. That also came with a six-figure price tag. Yeah. That was pricey. The bar mitzvah, the bar mitzvah were, in fact, pricey. Yeah. But I didn't it disrupt family chemistry over it or anything. You know, no, you disrupted work chemistry. I disrupted work <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> because we, got a lot of, we got a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was content. Yes, it was that Todd reached out to all these celebrities behind my back after being told not to do it. Some of those celebrities have not been on the show since then, but... Um, Specifically you know. because they took 10 seconds to wish my son a happy bar, bar mitzvah. Now they want no part of us. Thank you, Todd. Uh, yes, Paul. I still want a 30 for 30 on the bar mitzvah. <laughs> that is a scene over there. <laughs> the, Kevin Durant calling in and... Oh, no. Recording What's stuff? up, Jordan? Yeah. It's me, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. Like the third most famous human on earth being asked yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yes, Todd. No, and if, for whatever reason, I don't, you know, I would, you know, it's a once in a lifetime well special thing. I'm trying to be made to feel bad about it, but I, I don't. For the, for, the, for the record, I did something special for the kids and they have that forever and uh, I'm glad I did it. Even if it upset people or, you know, whatever the order was of being told what to do or not to do or getting spanked or slapped on the wrist that, you know, that was a special moment and I had an opportunity to, uh, to do that based on my connections and experience in the business over the years and I would do the same thing again. Right. If there's a throw it out there. Yeah. Well, hopefully there'll be no more fines or suspensions or uh, slaps on the wrist, but uh, the kids already got their bar mitzvah. And bar yeah, mitzvah we're done. done. We're, so we're done. Finished. Yeah. You're, you don't have to worry about it. You know, <laughs> I, I respect it. You went in all in on your kids. Uh, you didn't know what the ramifications were going to be, but did you, not. you did find out and uh, that's it. 
We move on. Yes, Paul. I think it's a big mistake by Fritzy. I would. Fritzy's got a whole new group of athletes that could be in the second bar mitzvah video. Patrick Mahomes, Zion Williamson. They were too mm. young at the time to be mm. in the first one. There mm. are weddings and you know grandchildren and there's all kinds of other no, things. No, we, <laughs> we, we we shouldn't we shouldn't joke about that. We should though. not. No, it's not funny. No, no. You you defied uh, twice, and uh, you know you you we move on. Yes, yeah, it could be a solid side business though. A little side hustle like yeah. producing. Bar mitzvah videos for families. Like, I'll, for ten grand, I'll get you the hundred biggest names to say congratulations, kid. Uh, you made it. I will say when I watched the the video, there were there were people on the video, and I went that Fritzy's son has no idea who Debbie Gibson is. No idea. She wasn't really in it, was she? Yes. <laughs> She's was like Debbie Gibson in it? An was. 80s pop star. <laughs> yes. There was a number of those yes. where, where Jed said, well, are you trying to amuse yourself? These aren't people, it's not your bar mitzvah. These so aren't people that you like. you didn't do it for the kids necessarily. You did it for you. I, it was a kind of a, it was kind of both. It was mainly for them, but there were a couple of names in there where you're like, these 13-year-olds th- aren't going to know who this no, is. No. But I did, and me and some of my close friends that were coming would, would get a kick out of that. But Debbie Gibson, Jordan would not know who Debbie Gibson was. No, it was for you. Yes, Yes, Paul. There's no reason for Jenna Jameson to be in a bar mitzvah. No, no, no. And it's, no. it's kind of borderline inappropriate for 13 year old. Borderline. She was, she was fully clothed, but yes, you don't she do was. that. Yes, she Adult was. entertainment stars saying happy bar mitzvah. Wishing you a very yeah. special. Jordan. It was awkward. Yeah. Hi, it's Jenna Jameson. <laughs> I got a lot of guys gave me high fives, but yeah. the kids were like, who's that? And why is she not wearing clothes? Like, <laughs> Hi, Jordan. It's Jenna Jameson. Just want to wish you a really. Really, really special. Barbie. The rabbi was uncomfortable, but he seemingly knew who it was. So, for whatever it's worth. Um. Anywho, here is uh, Patrick Mahomes after uh, last night's win. Yeah, I mean, it was just it's execution. I mean, I know, I know it's we. I, I say it all the time, um, but we have guys open, and if we're on the same page with me and the receivers with the routes, and then I throw it and hit the right spot, um, we can move the ball on on pretty much any any coverage. We have answers for verse everything. You've seen in every game pretty much that there's been times where we kind of stall out and we we don't execute. The receiver doesn't see it the same way that I do, um, or penalties or, or turnovers. So I mean. I know in this league, it's it, it's it's kind of showing that it's kind of happened week after week these last few weeks. But I think we're going to snap out of it, and, and we'll find a way to start executing. And then when we do, we'll be a tough offense to stop. Well, once again, they got Green Bay, they got the Raiders, and they got the Cowboys. Here's Andy Reid on Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna go back and kind of look at whether I was putting him in the in a good position or not to you know make plays, and then we'll, we'll see. He, I thought he did a nice job of hanging with it and end up making some big plays for us. So with his feet and with his arm, yeah. Uh, you know, they got some plays from their defense late in the game, but these are guys that all got paid. They should be making plays. It's one thing for Patrick Mahomes where the defenses are, you know, changing, changing up what they're going to give them and basically say to Patrick Mahomes, we want to see if you'll take the seven yarder instead of the 27 yarder. We want to see how patient you can be. And you know that defense doesn't stop too many good offenses and therefore puts even more pressure on Patrick Mahomes. You fall in love with the home run play, the no-look pass, fitting it into a tight window. You got Kelsey and you got Tyreek Hill. But penalties and turnovers, those are the things that are really surprising. That this is a team that really looks undisciplined, out of sync. 
it's one thing for Mahomes go, okay, I got to kind of readjust. I got I to change my game plan here. When you have turnovers and penalties, I got to start with the head coach there, certainly with the penalties, because those are inexcusable. But here's the thing. If Kansas City beats Green Bay, then it all sort of settles down a little bit. You win. If they would somehow go 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh against Packers, Raiders, Cowboys, everything's okay. Yeah, McLovin. They lead the league in fumbles lost, too. That, that, and that problem isn't going away. You yeah. can't, can't win if you turn the ball overboard. What's that, Jimmy Jimerson? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, McLovin. <laughs> well, you can win if you turn the ball over. It's just your odds decrease of winning. Yes, Paulie. Did the Giants lose a game and still win last night? Because it felt like if you hadn't watched the Giants this year, like, no, they're not, they're not horrible. Uh, Did they win I, a game I, by losing? I don't think they won the game by losing. Mm. No. I think we looked at Kansas City being inept. I don't think we looked at the Giants and went, hey, okay. So did the Chiefs lose a game they won last night? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Yeah. They did. A little snot bubble there. Yes, McLovin. Every time you hear about the Giants, there's more players that are injured than can actually be on one team. They have like 14 injured receivers. Saquon. Where's Saquon? Is he? Had the ankle injury. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Tony's hurt. Shepard's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Uh, Galde, he's out there. Yeah, he's out there, too. Out of the lineup. Yeah, Paul. Watching the game last night on the, the Manning Night Football, Eli was covering the game as a former Giant. I mean, he was you know not rooting for oh, the Oh, I exactly. think he was covering as a current Giant. Yeah, but you could see his frustration, but he's trying not to crush Daniel Jones too much, but Peyton was chopping up Daniel Jones's mistakes. And Eli's just like, come on. You know, like he could see him gritting his teeth. Did a great job. Peyton did a great job saying, I know where he's going to throw the ball. Where his head is, I know where he's going to throw the ball. And Peyton's going, if I know, they know. And it it was one of those where you go, oh, my God. Like it's a tell, you know, that you're you're giving it away. And Mahomes is the opposite. But Peyton pointed this out, that, that Mahomes, you know, interceptions, start with the quarterback's eyes or his head, where he is pointed. And Peyton, you know, brought that up. But I like that Eli basically was sinking into his chair that he didn't want to say anything negative about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, you start to look at these numbers, he's been sacked 100 times since he came into the league. Well, he came into the league in 2019. He has 35 fumbles over that span. Most in the NFL. And that's a stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Sacked 100 times. But the fumbles, that's on Daniel Jones. Yeah, McLovin. Say the Giants move on next year. Does he? Can he compete for a starting job in say Pittsburgh or Detroit or the Eagles or Atlanta or someone? He might be a Mariota type. Maybe Jameis Winston, Trubisky. There, there's this. There, there's elite quarterbacks, and then the guys that have to hit the reset button, like Ryan Tannehill did it and did it well. That's what's going to happen to. There's like a wave of quarterbacks that are going to go. You get, a, you get a contract, and you get a contract. You don't get a contract. You don't get a contract. And then they sort of float out there, and then they become a backup. They wait for their chance. You know, Sam Darnold, 
Jets didn't want him. Maybe he holds on for dear life in Carolina. He's in limbo. Once you move on from the second team when you get a chance, then chances are you're not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Paul in Iowa. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind today? Hey, guys. You know, I, I can't believe that we, we haven't led with the biggest story of the day. I need the I-team on this. You guys hear about the, the Texas Longhorns coach whose girlfriend owns a pet monkey that works in an Austin strip club biting trick-or-treaters at their house over the weekend. We, we need to figure out what's going on there. But you, you really piqued me with the John Malkovich talk earlier because, hands down, the worst accent in all of movie history is Cameron D. Diaz trying to be Irish in Gangs of New York. It's not even close. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. That's a good call. Yeah, it is. I like that Sean Connery in The Hunt for Red October was was supposed to be Russian, and he didn't even try to fake it. He's Sean Connery. Yeah, he just, uh, whatever his accent is, Scottish. Like, he, he didn't even try to fool you. He basically was, you know, he was talking like this. You know, he was Sean Connery. I love this submarine. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best submarine I've ever seen. He wasn't even trying to be Russian. Yeah. Oh, Cameron. Alec Baldwin, why are you on my submarine? Cameron Diaz. Nobody ever tuned in to see her, listen for her accent. Did you ever see the movie Being John Malkovich with John Cusack? The movie's awesome. Well... You don't know that that's Cameron Diaz in a cage because she doesn't look like Cameron Diaz. And you're like, oh, my gosh, she certainly can make herself look pretty. But that movie, I didn't realize it was Cameron Diaz until, oh, my God, that's Cameron Diaz. Looks nothing like her. All right, let me take a break. We got our play of the day coming up. We will. Uh, oh, Kansas City Chiefs fan and apologist Nick Wright will join us. He'll tell us that everything's OK with the Kansas City Chiefs. That'll be uh, coming up next hour. And Ryan Clark from The Mothership will stop by as well. Take a break. Play of the day next Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, Bar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oh my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Daniel Jones with Devontae Booker. On fourth down, they had a touchdown. Richie's on a twist. Jones is hit. Down he goes, and now he flips it off to a lineman who goes down. The Chiefs will get a hold here. Daniel Jones, back-to-back sacks. As I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Daniel Jones has been sacked 100 times since coming into the league in 2019. Also 35 fumbles over that span. Most in the NFL. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the Chiefs Radio Network 106.5. 
the Wolf Play of the Day. Brought to you by the Breeders' Cup. From every corner of the globe they come. The best thoroughbreds from around the world. One goal in mind. Title of world champ. Visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information. Catch all the action on November 5th and 6th only on NBC Sports. Carter in Colorado is joining us. Hi, Carter. What's on your mind? Hey, what up, DP? I got two things for you. All right. First off, the last two Denver Broncos jerseys I bought is Chris Harris and Bob Miller. Both have been traded to L.A. I'm done buying jerseys. That's, yeah. that's the end of it. Right. <laughs> and my second thought, uh, is this a move to save Vic Fangio's job, trading away your star player as an excuse? Because a lot of us here in Denver are pretty much done with Vic. I can't imagine that Vic Fangio is going to stay employed. I think you reset at quarterback, you reset at uh, head coach. Not in that order, but it's not Vic Fangio trading the people. You know, he, he's just doing whatever they give him, he coaches them. But I, I can't imagine that Vic Fangio will keep that job. But he got some value out of Von Miller. I mean, the Broncos not going to win anything this year. I think they knew it. I think they had a surprising start, but I think we saw through that. We're like, they're not that good, but... Maybe you get Aaron Rodgers next year. Maybe you got a lot of draft picks. You got some young wide receivers. Maybe there's some magic there. But I can't imagine Vic Fangio will keep that job. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I was going to ask Russell Wilson possibly in play there too, if Rodgers. I I have no idea. Or Uh, do you try and get up to get a quarterback and start over? There's no quarterback to go get. Yeah. I mean, they thought they had something in Drew Locke. And I remember analysts. Host, we were talking about Drew Locke, and this is Drew Locke's year, and man, he's got a he's got a cannon for an arm. It's nice to have a cannon for an arm. I like accuracy, <laughs> you know, because when you point a cannon, you're not quite sure what it's going to hit. I'd like to see a little more accuracy there. By the way, the Giants used a formation of one defensive line, three linebackers, seven defensive backs in the red zone in the fourth quarter. Both resulted in sacks. I don't know if everybody has the personnel to be able to do this because it is a copycat league where everybody wants to have the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs the way they used to, uh, you know, trying to come up with a, a defense that can be replicated by other teams. They're like, why don't you just play what, how they play? Well, you have to have talent there. You know, there's a big difference in some of these defenses. Not everybody's the Rams, but... I guess the Kansas City Chiefs should expect to see these kind of formations. This comes down to, is Andy Reid going to call running plays? Is Patrick Mahomes okay with running plays? And as strange as that may sound, you you really have to soften up the defense. And, And it feels like whenever he checks down, that's the same thing as a running play for him. He wants, he's known as Patrick Mahomes, the you know, he's the next Brett Favre. He can throw it. He had a throw last night to Tyreek Hill that was sort of sidearm underhand for 11 yards. It was spectacular. But that's not how you live in the NFL. You can't live on that. You know, just can't. And uh, I think in his mind, hey, this is what people expect. You know, this is how I entertain. You got you to gotta be smart. And, and it might be boring. But that's the only way you're going to win that division, survive. you got to be smart. And I don't know if they're going to run the football a little bit more and basically say to Patrick Mahomes, 
you might have to be like Tom Brady. Might not be as exciting, but that's okay. And then when you do get those moments, take advantage of them. That, that would be the philosophy, but that's easier said than done. All right, update the poll results there, McLovin. Who will win the AFC West? The Raiders have a slight lead, mm. Chargers second, and Chiefs, basically all three are tied, only 3% the Broncos. See, the Raiders do this to us. You know, the Raiders are almost like Iowa football, where you go, hmm, okay, this year's different. No, it's not. Because last year, I thought, man, the Raiders, Raiders going to make the playoffs. And then they got right up. And it's almost like the playoffs are like a, an electric fence for your dog, where they get up to, no, got to back up a little bit here. That's what happens, the Raiders. A lot of talent, and let's see how they respond without John Gruden. Also, there, there's more, it feels like, to that John Gruden story of taking on the NFL and trying to figure out who will take on the NFL, that they leaked this. Do you know the NFL had all that information in the summer about John Gruden? But it never got out. But they had all of it back in June. And then all of a sudden it leaked out. Why? When? Who? How? Those are things that John Gruden and perhaps his attorney would like to know because it felt like it was a calculated execution. Yeah, Paul. And if you remember that week, we, we kind of expected more people to get in trouble that week. And yeah. I bet John Gruden's people probably thought, well, I'm first of a number of people who are going to get uh, trashed here or whatever, called out, whatever you want to call it. And when he saw no one else, he and his people are like, why me? Yeah. How, did, yeah. how did that leak happen? And you know, he's the only one who went down for it. The only other person was Bruce Allen. Well, you also had somebody in the commissioner's office who is uh, one of their lead counsel. He had emails with Bruce Allen, Jeff Pash, and uh, I don't know if he's been disciplined. Bruce Allen, not with the Washington football team. I thought he was going to be the one that falls on the sword for Dan Snyder and be like, hey, he's the guy, not me, nobody else in the organization. But John Gruden at least from a, a lawyer that I spoke to uh, affiliated with the NFL said, feels like he does have a case here, whether he could win it or not, but how far do you go? And what exactly does John Gruden want out of this? I think he's going to be, you know, the settlement with the Raiders is going to be pretty healthy. Yes. McLovin. If Gruden went to like civil trial, couldn't he say, well, let's dis- discover the 65,000 emails, like bring them all back into public light again. Yes. I, I would think so. You know, force his settlement here. Because he's not going to be hired. I don't know if John ever gets another job in the NFL. You know, maybe a, a, a medium-sized college would take him. But he might just say, look, you did, you've done irreparable harm to me. And, you know, where? what else is in all of those emails here? Yeah, McLevin. How about broadcasts? I don't know. I think I think that's a couple of years, a cooling off period for John. Probably so. All right. One hour in the books, two more to go. Get to your phone calls. Maybe change up the play of the day. Seton Pauly, Fritzy McLovin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. One more item. We close out hour one. If you work out, golf, lift weights, run, just 
walking around the house, you can use Level Select CBD and it will make you feel a whole lot better. If it's good enough for pros like Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me and you. And I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. There's a high concentration of CBD and it allows me to feel it work immediately. So 30 seconds or so. And you just start to feel those muscles uh, ease up a little bit. And it's made with 0% THC. I use the Level Select uh, roll-ons. They have roll-ons and sports creams. And what you do is let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work. And uh, after you've applied it to the sore spots, you go to levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. That will allow you $30 off your entire order today. $30 off, levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.